Hi, all. I'm Dan Smegrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and today is Tuesday, June 11th, 2019, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. Uh, we've got a special week. Uh, this is uh, part two of five parts all week. We're doing Matterport Workshop 3.0. We've got a special uh, guest on the show today, Amir Frank. Hey, Amir, good to see you again. Good to see you again, too, Dan. Thank you. Amir Frank is a Matterport marketing manager. Uh, he's been with Matterport more than three years. He's exactly the right person to do uh, Matterport Workshop 3.0 training. He's so intimate with uh, everything about Matterport, uh, and so that's really cool. So, uh, again, uh, thanks for being on the show, Amir. Of course. My pleasure. So be, before you dive in, I, I do want to say to, to our uh, We Get Around Network Forum viewers, if you do have questions, feel free to right at the bottom, bottom right, there's a button that says join the show, and we're happy to have you on the show and ask uh, Amir questions directly about Matterport Workshop 3.0, either about what we're covering today, if you've got some other questions too. Uh, later in the show, uh, uh, if, if, you're, if you're right at the point where you're, you've bought your Matterport camera and it hasn't arrived yet, or you're thinking about getting Matterport, but you'd really like to play with Matterport Workshop 3.0, but you don't have a model, uh, later in the show, I'll tell you how you can get a free model that we get around will transfer to you one of our models so that you can play with the model. So that, that offer will be through July 31st, 2019. If you're a We Get Around Network forum member, uh, I'll tell you how to, how to uh, actually get one of our models transferred to your account so you can get started sooner, even while you're waiting for your camera. Uh, let's see, Amir on the program today, what is it that you want to cover? So we're going to be covering uh, setting your start uh, position, uh, which will uh, by default set your thumbnail for your model, uh, as well as looking at the uh, 3D scans that are in the model, how to hide or show those scans, how to navigate uh, between those scan positions, uh, and 360 views that are part of your model. Uh, these are all the scans that uh, you, you capture as you are uh, collecting all the data to build the model. Um, we'll look at placing those 360s and, uh, and how you can uh, use them too. Cool. So for the purpose of uh, doing a demo, Amir is going to assume that this is my first day. Actually, it's my second day because yesterday in part one, I learned how to use Matterport Cloud. Every button that was on the screen, we went over what it, what it is, what it does. Uh, check back to the We Get Around Network Forum. You can watch that show. But today on day two, this is day two of my training with Matterport Workshop 3.0. The assumption for Amir is I've, I've never done this before, and, uh, and he's going to take me through it. Sounds good. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. I'm just going to uh, share my screen. All right, I think you should be able to see that. So this... Yeah is essentially where we left off yesterday, right, Dan? Mm -hmm. um, and what I would like to do is just go into one of my models. This is the model that I uh, would like to start uh, looking at and uh, navigating through. And so uh, here we are. Uh, and I can use the, uh, the play button right here in the center, or I can just go right into the edit button right here. And that will just automatically play and go into edit at the same time. Okay. So here we are. It loaded the model. And here I am at the current start location. Um, 
by default, your start location is going to be scan number one. When you are scanning your uh, space, the, the property that, uh, that you want to uh, create this 3D model of, uh, you are basically scanning a 3D model. You're not generating a uh, tour of the place. So don't think about it as uh, virtually walking somebody through the property. Instead, you're just fleshing out a 3D model. Later, once that uh, model data has all been uh, captured and processed, now is the time that we go in and actually create our tour. This is when we actually say, uh, you know, where we want uh, the user to start. Uh, you'll notice that I'm nowhere near uh, the front door in this model where a lot of people uh, do choose to begin their tours. So the first thing that I want to go ahead and do is find the front door. Uh, I'll just go to the dollhouse view and I can do so by clicking the uh, view dollhouse button down here. And I'm going to move to the front door, which I believe is right here. So there's the front door. Let's say uh, this is uh, this is the spot that I, I want to start uh, my tour. Okay. So if this is where I want to uh, begin the tour, then I'm going to have to set this as my start position. Okay, even though this is not scan number one, I can make this be the start position of my tour. And I do so uh, by pressing this little flag icon right here. It looks kind of like a hole in one in a way. And I will press that. Um, you'll notice that I can still move around. Uh, nothing has happened yet. I have a uh, set button up here. So I can really navigate uh, anywhere I want even at this point when the tool is active um, and only then actually press the, uh, the start button. Okay, so let me get back to my start position. Where is it? Uh, keep missing it. It's a little bit more difficult now because in this tool, you'll notice that you no longer see the little white circles on the ground. So I'm gonna get uh, out of this tool for one second. Now I can see my scan position. Then I'll go ahead and go. That's, that's helpful to see like that because that's likely you know something I would do and not realize and oh, go, oh I gotta go back to the edit, see right. where the it, scan uh, is, then yes. set the start location. So uh, I'm actually glad that that happened. Ah, happened again. Um, I think I may have, let's see, a, okay. So now I'll go in here and uh, I'm using a trackpad. I apologize. That's uh, okay. You know, I think uh, I saw an X on that scan. Is it possible that that, that it is certainly possible that, uh, but there's also, there's, there's probably more than one scan position here. Okay. Uh, as there is one circle, I'm just going to, okay. So we'll get it there. Press my start location um, tool in the toolbar and then just press set. Oh, it said invalid start. Why was oh, that? Uh, that is like you said, uh, likely because it is uh, hidden. So, um, let me go in here and see. I didn't think I had any hidden scans. I should not have any hidden scans. Let me 
because we we haven't learned how to hide scans yet. Not yet. We're going to get there. <laughs> Show that. Okay. Um, okay. So that is actually a really good thing to have seen because uh, just goes to show that you cannot choose a start location that is hidden. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so great. Now uh, the set button is uh, solid, which is fantastic. And I can go ahead and position this how I want it and just press set to grab this as my start location. Yes. I, I believe in your training for me today that you intended to have exactly. a hidden scan all, so that you could demonstrate the, that. So now, the training. now I know uh, that I can't have a start location for a hidden scan that at some point today we're going to learn how to hide. Yes. Okay. Um, and it also uh, actually brings up a good point. You won't be able to hide a scan that is a, uh, a start location. So if you've already set it as your start location, you won't be able to then go and hide that scan. Okay. Um, so it, it works both ways. Um, okay, so we've set it. Uh, you can see it up here. And uh, I can go ahead and close uh, this tool. Now I can see it here. And anytime I log in, it, it'll, it'll, this will be my, my start location. But for others to be able to see this, it's really important to note this uh, publish button. This is actually what makes any change that I uh, do here public. Okay, well, if we hit the publish button, are we making the tour public? Uh, the tour is already public, so um, it's not making it uh, public or, you know, even if it's private, you would be able to publish it. But this is what allows anybody that would otherwise have uh, the share link would be able to see the changes that you've made. So publish, uh, if it's is, not kind of public like, publish is kind of like an update it's like an update. It's like uh, save my changes uh, to uh, to the showcase model, to the official uh, showcase Okay, model. that publish sort of, for me, I would think of that as a save button. So it's... Right. Yeah, you can definitely look at it as a, okay. as a save button. Okay. Uh, exactly. So we, we haven't used publish as a way to make the tour public. That's done elsewhere that we learned yesterday. Uh, yes, correct. Correct. Publish and, and public, uh, two different things. So this is more of a save, and uh, the uh, the public is to um, make the tour visible by by uh, visitors uh, who are using the link that you've shared with them. Uh, so now that I have made this, uh, I've published this, I've saved these changes, I can actually go uh, and refresh my screen. And uh, you should be able to see that here, my start location is now used as the thumbnail. And when I hit the load button, you'll see the dollhouse and it zooms into my start location. Mm -hmm. Is it okay. always going to start with the dollhouse view? That depends on whether you have the dollhouse view enabled or not. Okay. So you can choose to not uh, offer the dollhouse view as, as even, even something that your visitors can see, in which case it won't uh, start with the dollhouse view, it'll just start inside. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. So that, so let me just go back into edit here. Uh, that is, is one way of setting the start location and it's how uh, the start location tool in the toolbar is used. Um, real briefly, uh, there is one other way of setting the start location and that is via the photos um, 
tab, I guess, right here, uh, where you have snapshots that you have previously captured, you can select any one of these snapshots and say, I want to actually start in the kitchen. I can use this same start location icon up here in the corner to set this snapshot as my start location. So let's say I've already captured the snapshot and we haven't gotten a snapshot. We'll get to those tomorrow. Um, but uh, as you can see, these are all automatically captured snapshots. We, we uh, talked about this yesterday. As the model goes through processing, some snapshots are captured uh, automatically. Um, so you have those to work with. Uh, so you can set this as your start location if you choose. But as far as the start location uh, tool right here, that, that's how it's used. You just tap on it, move to where you want to go, hit set, and you're done. Okay. So start location also is known as a thumbnail. Correct. This, this image, this view that you're seeing right now, uh, that is the start location, will be used as the thumbnail uh, for, the, um, for the model. Uh, there, I believe, is work being done to uh, split those two up, so you'll be able to have uh, one thumbnail and another uh, start location, so two separate uh, scan positions, uh, if you so choose. Um, but unfortunately, that's not available yet. I know it's a very much uh, highly requested feature and we're working on it. Okay. Uh, so the next one is the 3D scans. And uh, as you know, when you're not uh, in, in one of these tools, you can see the little, uh, what we call hockey pucks or these little white kind of faded circles. You can see them. Uh, this is where the, the camera was positioned in the space when a scan was captured. So everyone represents another scan position. Uh, and I can only move between these uh, circles on the floor. I can't, I can't position myself in between these circles. It's gotta be uh, on a circle itself. Mm -hmm. So Now those numbers, do they match up with the Matterport Capture app for the scan number? Uh, these numbers will not match up with the Matterport Capture. The reason for that is because capture will begin with number one and continue sequentially. But let's say uh, you get to uh, scan number three and uh, it doesn't turn out the way you'd hoped and you have to delete it. So you delete scan number three and now you've, you're down to only scans one and two. Then you go ahead and scan number three again. That's going to show up as scan number four in capture. So three is essentially uh, not replaced as a, as a number in capture. And that's why you can very quickly see, you know, a hundred uh, scans uh, in, uh, in, in the uh, number on the scan positions and little blue dots in capture. But if you look in capture up towards the top, there will be an actual total number of scans that you have in the model. And that's more representative of, uh, of the number that you have. And then once the model data goes through processing, uh, all those numbers, kind of get put into a sequential order and they don't take into consideration anything that uh, was deleted. Okay, thank you. So, uh, so the other way you can look at this, if you look at uh, the floor plan view, you should be able to zoom in here and you can see the little circles on the floor here as well. So you can move and as long as you highlight over them, you can see what number it is. So this is uh, another way of, of seeing what scan number uh, these positions are. 
Um, what we tell users who want to, um, for example, they, they need to go back into Capture and place a uh, marking, like a window marking or something like that, and, uh, and they need to know where to place that window marking, it's not so much about the numbers as it is about uh, their just relationship to each other. So if you're trying to uh, crop some information out using a trim tool um, or the trim marking, you can, instead of looking at the exact number that you need to place the uh, marking, you, you position it uh, relative to the scan positions and I guess just their pattern and uh, their association with the place where, where they belong in the place in the, in the, the 3D model itself. Um, okay, so, so if I know uh, a scan position that I want to get to, um, I can just find it again using the, uh, the floor plan view. Uh, when I hover over it, I see the number. Um, and let's say I know that this position is one that, uh, let's say, did not work out for whatever reason. I'm not happy with the, uh, the glare uh, from the sun, so I don't want to make this position uh, one that my visitors will be able to navigate to. Um, let's say uh, there's somebody in the shot uh, or the camera can be seen in the mirror. Any, any reason that you don't want people to be able to um, navigate to this position, you can go ahead and hide that position. And there are a couple ways of hiding the position. Uh, one is when you hover over the scan, you can see uh, down here there's a hide button. So I can just click on that. And uh, now when I move over to another scan position, you can see that it's no longer a circle, now it's an X. Okay, so that indicates that this is a uh, hidden scan position. Uh, same thing goes for unhiding or showing. When I roll over it, now instead of hide, it says show. So I just move down, tap show, and now it's back to being a circle. So that's one way of uh, showing and hiding scan positions. And again, that's very important because you may not want to uh, have your visitors be able to access every scan position that you have captured. The other way is using the toolbar over here on the right, and you just press the 3D scans uh, icon over here and you have a, a complete list of every scan position. Now, normally, I shouldn't say normally, but sometimes if you have a multi-story uh, property, then you will have them broken up into uh, floors. So you'll see floor one, floor two, each will have a dropdown that you can click on, uh, and, uh, and each will have their set of scan positions. So you can just scroll your way down to uh, scan number 80, and this is kind of an icon with a, uh, it's an eye with a slash through it. Uh, so that is the hide button, essentially. Uh, and so now that scan position is hidden. You can see that now there's an X over scan number 80 and it's grayed out. And likewise, I can roll over it with my cursor and uh, just press the little eyeball icon to show the scan position. You can see as soon as I hit that, the X uh, turned to a uh, circle. So that is hide and unhide. Um, also, conveniently, scan number 78 is our start position. So you can see that right here. And you can see when my uh, cursor is over this, I don't have the option here to hide this scan. There is no eyeball. So that 
is uh, 3D scans and kind of moving around and hiding and showing and, and whatnot. Uh, did you have any uh, questions about that, Dan? I don't think so. Okay. I, I hope it's, uh, it's pretty straightforward. We always do offer uh, these little question mark icons um, kind of scattered around that you can tap uh, to get more information. Uh, so you can press the uh, escape key on your keyboard or the little X here to uh, get rid of this. Yeah, I could imagine that uh, if I was scanning, uh, going through a doorway where I have a scan before the doorway in the door jam and then on the other side, that I'd probably want to hide all my scans that are in the door jam. Yes, exactly. So generally, uh, we recommend doing this, you know, in, in doorways, we recommend having one scan on one side of the doorway and then another scan on the opposite side of the doorway. Sometimes, depending on the doorway, how narrow it is, these are blind corners that do make it more difficult for the camera to find alignment data. So uh, you want to try and keep these as close together as possible on either side of the doorway. You can put one in the middle. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It'll certainly help with alignment, but you may want to, as you suggested, hide that scan position because uh, you can run into the case of just having too many scan positions at getting uh, more frustrating to navigate through the space than, uh, than intuitive. So, okay. so you don't want to have too many scan positions. And if you do, it's not a problem just hiding any one of them or any number of them, really. Okay, great. Um, okay, so um, I, I, I take what I said back. I mentioned uh, briefly that you can press the escape button on your keyboard. That does not seem to work. So exit is. Just okay. tap there and uh, I can get out and, of there. And how often uh, do you recommend hitting the publish button? Um, so my changes are constantly saved internally, just not to the showcase that visitors can see. So it's so not if, like if working. If my computer crashed right now and I hadn't published, would the, the changes that you've made been saved locally and then you could still publish or do I lose those changes? They would be saved, but not locally. They would be saved uh, to your cloud account, but ah, they still okay. would not be visible to anybody using that uh, shared link. So let's say I've been working for 10 minutes um, hiding scans. Excuse me. Let's say I've been working for 10 minutes. I've been hiding scans. And for some reason, my computer froze. I restart my computer. I haven't lost the last 10 minutes of work that I will pick up at that exact point once I've reestablished my cloud account. So the good news is I haven't lost anything, um, but I still haven't published yet to make it viewable to others. Yes, absolutely correct. Okay. Great. Right. Um, so uh, just a note, I, I have been you know, closing these and then going to the next, you don't have to. You don't have to close this before you go to the next tool. You can just press the next tool. Okay. Um, so if you're working your way down, just maybe makes it more efficient. Um, so the next tool essentially is our 360s. Uh, and these two combined have all the information that you captured with your camera. Uh, 360s, if you're not familiar with them, these are unaligned scans. Uh, I personally am, am more of a traditionalist and I like to have all my inside scans be 3D and all my outside scans be 360s. Uh, but I do know that people are um, working hard to uh, have their 3D scans also work outdoors. It's, uh, 
a little bit more complicated, um, but, uh, but there are ways to, to do that. So 360s is a really good way um, to, uh, to do that, to incorporate scan positions from outdoors. And, and uh, let me just expand this. So, so when you press on the 360s, you see the list of uh, 360 views that have been captured with this model. And I can press here just to see it in my uh, larger view over here. Mm -hmm. And I can move around and see what that looks like. So as, as a newbie, I, I, I could imagine that the recommendation would be use 3D scans indoors, and when you're outside, use 360 views. Yeah, that's it. the way I recommend it. it I feel it makes for a much cleaner uh, looking dollhouse. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. It, uh, and likely to avoid... Um, likely to avoid... It. When doing 3D scans outside, uh, you're it greatly increasing the chance of misalignment, which is very, uh, could be dangerous, okay. and just not alignment, uh, or you know, not aligning between the scans. Uh, was just as a waste of time. Okay, so as a newbie, I really should stick to 3D scans indoors, 360 views outdoors. That'll keep me out of trouble. Correct. Trouble that I don't know, don't understand, right. is probably way over my head. But once I've kind of mastered those techniques, I should probably read the We Get Around Network forum and see if I can get some tips on how I can scan outdoors successfully. Exactly. Uh, but that's really kind of a master's class in, in how to <laughs> would, accomplish that. So I would, I would definitely I just figure that, that as a newbie, I should stick with 3D scans indoors, 3D, 360 views outdoors. Yes. Okay. Um, so you'll notice that with this 360 view, I can't move from here to another 360 view, right? There, this is just a panorama that I captured. It is not aligned in any way to the rest of the model, to the dollhouse. There's no relationship uh, in where this belongs. Uh, so it's really up to me to place it there. Um, I can see that this scan position is just outside uh, these doors. Uh, and if I come back to the dollhouse, I can press my little uh, dollhouse button right here and try to get to those doors. Those doors are right over here. Okay, so this is the, the door, these are the doors right here that I'm looking at. Incidentally, how did you just move the model? You slid the entire model up into the left. Was so with a trackpad, um, which I, I, I don't uh, recommend using because it's a little bit more complicated, but if you uh, click and drag, you can kind of pivot and rotate the model, um, mm -hmm. just like you would uh, click and drag a file. Mm -hmm. If you uh, use two fingers to click at the same time, and then drag, you can kind of shift the model along a plane. Okay, okay? Great. With your mouse, it would be uh, left click to, uh, I can't quite remember if it's left click, but it's one of the two clicks, left click uh, to uh, move it around to shift it on a plane, and the right click to uh, pivot around like I did with the, with the click and drag. So the, the two buttons on your mouse can do what I just did on the trackpad. Okay. My mouse only has one button. Am I, am I out of luck? 
<laughs> um, so actually, if you're referring to the Apple mouse. Yes. So that can have that, though it looks like it has one button, what, one button, you can set it up to have two buttons. You can set it to register when you click on the right side to be a right button uh, setting and left side to be a left button setting. It, it okay. can be a two cool. button mouse. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, so this is the, uh, the doors and this is uh, the um, 360 view that I want to place there. I'm just gonna drag as it says right here in this little button, click and drag. It says drag to the map, just in case that yep. print is too small for someone to see on the screen, drag to map. So I was roughly here, uh, it, you know, it doesn't have to be completely uh, perfect, but you try and estimate it. Uh, and then when I release, I get this little kind of a, a bubble view of the, uh, the panorama that I can rotate. So I should be able to rotate this. And what I want to do is position these doors. You can, you can sort of see the doors right here in my image. Uh, I want to position them uh, where the doors are in the dollhouse itself. So that when I come out of the dollhouse or out of the 3D scans into the 360 view, I am positioned correctly. I don't come out of the house and all of a sudden I'm facing the house. I come out of the house and I'm facing the backyard. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and position it like that and uh, that's it. So I just click outside uh, anywhere and you, know, you can see my, my pin. Now um, I'm a, I am a bit confused. I, I believe the, the Matterport Pro 2 3D camera has a GPS in it. Yes, the Pro 2s are equipped with a GPS sensor. It's a bit more of a future proof uh, chip than anything to be used uh, right now. Uh, okay. the GPS so maybe at some time that 360 view would sort of kind of be in the right spot. Right, right. right. It'll, it'll be able to uh, give an educated guess. Uh, you'll be able to, of course, you know, tweak it and move it if it's incorrect, but it'll be definitely able to um, better position itself uh, automatically. So not today, uh, but that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility in the future be, because the, the one of the advantages of the Pro 2 versus the, I don't know if you call it the Pro 1 or the Classic, yeah, the Pro. would be that the Pro 2 has GPS in it. And so I could imagine that would be one example of, of a potential implementation of taking advantage of that GPS. I'm Absolutely. also going to guess it doesn't know the orientation. So even if it got the the right spot, it doesn't necessarily know which way is north. It won't, right. It won't know which way is north. That, you know, could be something that uh, potentially uh, is solvable, but, um, but at this time it's not. Uh, could we come up with a patent together right now while we're on the show <laughs> and, and uh, how, to, how to set north in a, 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 a Matterport uh, uh, tour using a Pro 2 camera? Uh, I don't see why not. Yes. Okay, great. All right. So Dan and me are on a, on a patent application. Exactly. A, a procedure for placing north. Sounds good. I actually care about it because, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of homes we scan have gardens and people are interested in where's the sun. So if you have yeah. some orientation of which way is north, you can figure out, well, where's the light? And then, you know, like, okay, this is gonna, this backyard will work for a garden or it won't, or I'm going to be out on the patio and Absolutely. I'm going to be in the sun or I'm going to be in the shade based on, on north. So 
Yeah, and I would imagine, well, so I don't know if, uh, you know, it, it, it would be able, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly uh, within the realm of possibilities. It could be, uh, it would be you as the um, scanner would need to know which direction north is. It, it would probably not be able to figure all that out on its own, but if you know which direction north is, I can definitely see a possibility, one option, is to have uh, such a feature in capture and uh, you just go into that, you know, set north and uh, have the camera facing north and just start a scan uh, there and then that way it'll be. Good, we, we got our patent. We're, we're, up, we we're up and running leveraging the sensor in the iPad that, that has the app Compass. Exactly. Okay, good. All right. Can you spell my name correctly on that application, please? Uh, yes, sir. All right, great. Well, let's call that a squirrel. A little distraction there. Sorry, Amir. <laughs> no worries at all. Um, so what we were uh, talking about is placing these and, and how we got to the whole north uh, point um, patent. You can roll over. Once you've positioned your pin, you can roll over it. You can still drag it and move it. Uh, as well as, you know, remove from map, you have a, a small menu here uh, and you can also get back into the uh, rotate bubble um, by choosing the rotate option. Um, and uh, yeah. And a, that, a so that menu populated because you moused over Correct. Uh, the 360 view. Okay, yes, great. I moused over it and you have a, a small menu here. Okay, cool. Um, so once you have placed a 360 view, you'll notice that it has a small one in the corner, which uh, identifies it as this pin. This is also pin number one. Uh, and I no longer see the drag uh, to the map button that I do in, in any 360 view that is not placed. Um, so, so yeah, there, there you go. That's uh, basically positioning 360 views. I can just keep going and position them. Uh, these, Here's what this looks like. If I go into the dollhouse view and I drag this, so I'm sorry, not the dollhouse view, but the floor plan view. If I'm in the floor plan view and I drag uh, this pin, you'll see this little green uh, dashed line with a small, small circle. I don't know if you can make that out that kind of keeps moving around a little bit. That is where the portal, we'll call it a portal. I'll show you what that means in a second. Uh, is going to be positioned on the inside of the dollhouse. Um, so, so you can also use this to, to know where that portal is going to be positioned uh, if, in the dollhouse. If you hadn't touched it, was the portal still there? It just, you just didn't notice it? Yes, the portal, okay. the portal it was there. I just didn't know because I was in the dollhouse view and not the floor plan view. I didn't know exactly where uh, that portal was going to be. Once do I, I'm do I need to be, do I need to be in a particular view to add a 360 view? Either the dollhouse or the uh, floor plan view is fine. Is there an advantage of one over the other? The floor plan view will um, show you the, uh, the little green dashes that we just looked at and the dollhouse mm -hmm. will not. So there's that slight advantage of doing it in the floor plan view instead. Okay. Good. Um, so once you're in, let me show you what that portal looks like. I can turn around and you can see it here. I'll get a little bit closer. So this is the little green portal. And when I roll over it with my mouse, you can uh, see a, a small image of that. And when I click on it, it'll take me out to that 360 view. 
and you can see that I'm facing the backyard um, as opposed to facing the doors. If I turn around, then I can see the portal to go back inside. And uh, this is how you would navigate between 3D and 360 views to go in and out of the property in and, out of the and, and that seems like it's really important to align the 360 view correctly other otherwise when you start going uh from from one going through the portal it, it, it could be backwards and it just be weird in terms of orientation exactly exactly and so that's that's why i uh i emphasized when you're in here let me rotate this uh to make sure that you also rotate this properly if i'm gonna miss rotate this so i just put the doors on the wrong side if i just dropped in a pin and didn't pay attention to the rotation um uh, whoops let me show that uh i'll come out here to my portal and when i step outside i'm actually facing the house weird yeah so it's a little strange it's, yeah so it's important if you're going to do it you got to do it right yeah 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 definitely so it's just again a matter of uh rolling over the pin uh choosing the rotate option and just making sure that it is properly rotated, uh, that the house faces the house, backyard faces the backyard. Again, it doesn't have to be 100% accurate. Don't spend too much. It's not what's gonna make the difference. Um, there we go, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I also notice in very small print above, it says, you have unpublished changes last published 27 minutes ago. So it's reminding yes. us that the changes have been saved. They just haven't been published. Correct. Save if I, cloud. Uh, like you said before, if uh, my computer crashes, if I suddenly lose internet, um, this is all saved to your cloud account. So if I, uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and refresh. Yeah, I think it's very helpful to know that because I, I, I could imagine, um, you know, all of us who've grown up with having a computer crash on us uh, have decided, oh, I need to save constantly so, yeah. so just in case it freezes, it crashes, it closes out. And I think what you've just showed is, no, no, it's not necessary. It's, your changes are being saved every X seconds or and therefore it, it really is saved in, in the cloud whether or not your computer freezes and, and correct. And so you don't have to keep worrying about publish constantly. Correct. I, uh, I just refreshed without saving. I came back in here. I hit the uh, little edit button and you can see that it still says last published. Uh, my publish button is available to me. And if I uh, navigate my way over to my little portal, it should still be there. There mm -hmm. it is. Okay. So all the changes that I made before are still here. Cool. Okay. So that, uh, in a nutshell, is placing 360 views. Uh, if you don't place your 360 views, you, you, you do have the option of also placing them using the, the Capture app. Um, but I feel like now that it's available through the, uh, the Showcase Edit, um, then there's really no, no sense in, in taking up time uh, while, while you're scanning. And there's no numbers that align. So if I, if I shoot Capture 360 views uh, and I put them in the right spot, there's nothing that necessarily tells me that a correlation between the two. Um, so if you do place them in capture, they will be also placed already ahead of time. So you don't have to like replace oh. them again in workshop. So that, that's so, kind of nice. So if I, if I do it in the Matterport capture app, then um, 
even if they're not precise, at least they're close enough as a starting they're point. They're close. You may just need to tweak them a little bit, but they should be close. Would that be considered a best practice? Put your 360 views in the right place while you're scanning? Um, I mean, I would say that uh, you, you, I don't think you can, no, I believe that you cannot place them while the camera is scanning and while data is transferring. You have to do that basically when the camera is just not doing it, when you're not processing a scan. Uh, yeah, so, so, if, so if I get done shooting, benefit three, to it. if I get done shooting a 360 view, and and it's and it's transferred to the iPad, at that point I can place it where I want it on the mini map. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do I, I don't know that we've, uh, you know, said this is officially best practice. I think it's really up to the scanner and what they want. Okay. So everybody might have their own workflow of what they prefer to do, uh, but it's yeah. good to know there's at least two different workflows that will work. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, let me, uh, let me see. I, I think that's, that's about it. Anyway, once, once you have this all done, you can just go ahead and publish, uh, like we said, and uh, that'll basically make it so that everybody with my uh, share link will be able to see the, the 360 that I just placed. Cool. Go ahead and do that. There we go. Um, I think that's it. I'm trying to think. Uh, th those are the, the three tools. I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, with those tools uh, that I left out or forgot to mention, um, but I don't believe so. Did you have any... Yeah, I did have to. to I, yeah, I you know, I, um, up in the top left corner, you have the pencil for editing, and you have the Matterport icon yeah. to preview. But I don't think you ever went to preview to to look at things. Is there is there an advantage going to preview versus using the pencil view? Um, not in this case. Uh, basically, the preview mode will just kind of hide the the toolbar. Uh, what I would recommend is every time you're, you're done publishing and, and you're set, uh, I would recommend going into, uh, oops, not that, going up here. Get your share link, just uh, copy that, and open up a new incognito window. And the reason why I recommend an incognito window is uh, so that your credentials, your login for your Matterport account is not part of this window. Okay, so uh, you may, because uh, Showcase will, will recognize you as, as the user and as the admin for that model, um, it may show you the model uh, in a certain way, uh, whereas if it's incognito, then you're seeing it like a visitor would see it who doesn't have any kind of uh, credentials for Matterport. So just go ahead and paste that in there. So I'm trying to think of an example would be, so if. So if sometimes you have a uh, link and somehow, you know, down, down the road, the model uh, is made private. Ah, okay. so I, I, so I, if I was putting in um, a matter tag that had a link to a video and the video was set to private, I'd still be able to see it in either edit or that or preview mode. But if I went to a incognito 
then I would see, oh, I, I'm using a link inside a matter tag that's not public. Um, so the links, the links will, be, will be public. As long as the model is public, the links inside the model are always public uh, as well. But if, but if you, I copied, a, let's say, a Vimeo link that was set to private. I see. So that, or if I had a Vimeo link that was set that only I could see. Right. And I pasted it in both in the pencil view and in the preview view, I would actually be able to see that video. But if I went to incognito with the ex exterior link for that space, then I would see, oh, I actually have used the link that that is still private. So I might discover something that yeah. is is not that the public wouldn't see, but because of my credentials, I could see something. Right, exactly. So because of your credentials, you may be able to see something or it's a window that uh, you've also used to log into your Vimeo account and have you know certain access to that video that you just uh, pasted in there. And so you can see it, but the public can't. And that's why I, I, I uh, encourage to use incognito windows. That way it's a clean slate. You are essentially just like a visitor uh, who doesn't have access to any of your stuff. Okay. Um, and, and if um, I can, if I can access the model here, then I know it's okay. If, and so I guess. If for example, this was uh, private, just to give you a quick. Um, ah, Great example. This this is not private, but I can still see it in here. I can move around. Yes. I can I can refresh this page. I can uh, load my model, and and everything looks fine. Even if I open up a new tab. Okay, I'm going to open up a new tab. I'm not in my Matterport account, but I'm just going to paste my share link. And I'm going to go to it. I can see it. I, it it'll load for me because I've used this window to access my Matterport account. So it knows that I'm, I'm this user. I have these privileges. Mm -hmm. um, if I go into an incognito window and I'll just hit refresh, yes, I can't see it. So if I can access my link, even if I'm not in my.matterport account, but I have an agent who's calling me up and says, hey, what's going on? I can't see my model. This could be why. So I always encourage people to uh, open an incognito window so they're really viewing their model uh, the way a visitor would view it and not the way you as an admin potentially would be, would be viewing it. That seems like an awesome uh, tip. I, uh, yesterday in part one of, of our five-part series, you were showing the social share tools and uh, some other icons. And I could imagine that if I'm in... Um, edit mode or preview mode, I probably still can see those. But if I go to an incognito window and I had those things turned off, then I would notice that they're, that, that they're not viewable. Uh, yeah. So, right. Exactly. So uh, there, there's all sorts of different things that, that you may see because the system knows that you have these privileges to see them. Whereas if you go in as just an outside user, it may no longer show you, and then you're like, okay, um, why am I not seeing this? Let me go back into my account and see what's going on and make it uh, viewable. Okay, so if we go back to where the, the pencil is located and the preview is located, um, uh, can you just give us 
Um, yeah, if you click on it once more, go back to preview. Oh, go back to so, preview. So I see that the menu on the right side disappeared. Yeah. Is there anything else that's an advantage of looking at it in pre, uh, preview? So I imagine if I hit a scan in preview, I wouldn't you hit be a scan. Yeah, you would not. Yeah. So if I uh, am here, let me just hide scan number 77 real quick. And I, again, I don't even have to publish this because I will be seeing it this way. Um, and now that, that puck is gone. Okay. So and if I went back to edit, then I, edit. Could, I could move to the X and I could see what that scan. Correct. You can move see. there. I can also see that it is an X. And but I presume if I hit preview now, it'll bump me off the hockey puck because I'm not allowed to stand there. Uh, in preview, it won't uh, bump me off. Because again, I have these these privileges as the admin, uh, but if I move away from it and I turn around, I can't I can't see it there. See it, okay. okay. I think I'd have to, yeah, yeah. There's no way for me to, okay. Do that. I have um, to be so in the edit mode to, back, to access that. Scan. Can you think of anything else in terms of preview? Um, that's that's it's it's kind of like a workflow of three things. You're in edit mode. Then there's some reasons to be in preview, and then there's yet some more reasons to be in, in incognito. Is there anything else you can think of in terms of preview? We talked about you can't see a scan that's hidden. Um, you can't see the scan that's hidden. It's a good preview of, uh, of the changes that you've made. Okay, so anytime you've added matter tags, uh, you don't have to launch a new window. You can just uh, see that in the preview mode. Um, so it's a, it's a quick way. I, I, again, I would just recommend before sharing that link or, you know, uh, making everything uh, fully public just to double check in an incognito window. But this is uh, a precursor to that. So as you're kind of going between edit and preview, uh, you can, without the distractions of the edit mode, you can, uh, you can preview uh, your changes. So I'm going to guess in your previous life in Matterport uh, support, that you helped troubleshoot a number of people where this was actually an issue and had they looked at an incognito window, they would have realized that, that oh yes, there was something that I-, definitely, I definitely some sometimes, yeah, it's as, it's as simple as, oh wait, this is just not public. That, that does happen. Okay, and if you could go uh, back to the uh, edit mode, do you call it pencil or edit or? Uh, edit. Edit, so if you're back in edit, um, and I may be getting ahead of myself here, but if if I've hidden a scan, can I add a hidden scan to a highlight reel? Ah, okay. So um, highlight reels, we'll we'll definitely get to that on uh, on Thursday. But just to uh, go over this, hidden scans uh, cannot be added to highlight reels uh, for the same reason they can't be added as the start position because there's no way for a visitor to actually get to that position. So same thing goes, uh, if it already is part of the highlight reel, you won't be able to hide it. So uh, just- So is it is it a choice? Because you know, I, I, I know that that's jumping, today's Tuesday, June 11th. We're, we're, I've asked a question that's related to your Thursday, but on the other hand, today was about hiding scans. So if I hide scans, and when we get to Thursday, I won't be able to put them in highlights, highlight Correct. reel. 
So what's my workflow? Should I begin with highlight reel first before I hide scans? Uh, actually, I would say the opposite. Um, I would go around between all the scan positions, whether you want to uh, navigate this way. Uh, you, you might uh, miss some if you do it this way, but it's, it's a little bit maybe more intuitive uh, to move around. Uh, or if you just want to go down one by one like this and, and look at every scan position to make sure that uh, you don't have any, anything in that panorama uh, that you don't want your visitors to see. Once you've gone through it, if you run into one that, uh, that you would not like your visitors to see, then you can just hide it on the spot. You can just hide it right okay. there. Uh, and so, at that point, you won't, by mistake, grab a highlight of that scan position. Um, okay, yeah, so, that, so looking at the, the vertical tour bar, toolbar to the right, I'm guessing those icons are actually in the order that someone at Matterport thought that service providers should work in that workflow, meaning you know, for, if we go up to the top, the first was yeah. to set the, set the start position. Second was to go decide on what scans to hide. The, the third was to move on 360 views, place them in the right place. Yeah. Maybe the fourth is if I'm going to use snapshots, then go create my snapshots. Yeah. Um, and, and since I've hidden some scans already, I can't use those. So there was some reason that we decided to hide the scans in the first place. Therefore it, it won't let me take a snapshot of a hidden scan. So I, I don't get in trouble where I've maybe taken a, a uh, if I did snapshot first and then I tried to hide scans and then I found, oh, I can't hide the scan because I'm actually using it either in highlight reel or in snapshot. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You, uh, yeah, I don't think you'd want to discover that, oh, I'm already using this, but I actually need to hide it because then you have to go back and uh, remove it uh, from the highlight reel or, you know, choose a different start location and then you would be able to hide it. Okay. So those icons really are, are sort of kind of top to bottom to say, set the start position, hide, unhide scans, that second one going yeah. down to the third one, it would be 360 views, place them, then maybe do snapshots. And then I think what we're going to learn uh, later in the week is adding labels, doing yep. measurements, measurements, doing matter, matter tags, and, and then highlight reel, yeah. and, and then uh, then possibly depending on what I'm doing with v, VR, the, the VR walking around experience. Right. Yeah. And and I, I do see some other icons on that palette. If you keep going down, keep going down. This one uh, is the legacy workshop. That's workshop two. Okay. Uh, and that will be going away eventually, as you mentioned. Anything okay. you... So, so far, we think it's going away sometime in September 2019. Mm -hmm. So there's actually presently two workshops to work in, either the present workflow of workshop workshop 2.0 or in workshop 3.0, which is what we've been doing all this week. So if I'm right. a newbie, I really want to start out in 3.0 because if I go back to something legacy, it's going to disappear on me here at some point. It's being sunset. Well, at least that's the good news is that pretty much anything you do in the legacy workshop uh, does apply uh, and will be you know, visible. If you, if you go into legacy workshop and hide scans, for example, they will then also be hidden in 
uh, showcase edit. Yes, but um, it, in, in terms of learning workflow, I should really... In terms of learning workflow, for anybody new just getting into this, I would highly recommend just sticking to uh, showcase edit. Anything that was once possible in workshop is now possible with uh, showcase edit or workshop three. Um, it, it's, there's, there's no difference. And then there's three dots at the bottom of that. And then the three dots uh, are some settings, basically, uh, that you can go in and this allows you to choose uh, the form factor of this little window right here. Mm -hmm. So right now you can see that it just shows me the name, but I have this more option here to bring down uh, more information. This is the address that we set as the, uh, as the um, model's address yesterday, we did that. Mm -hmm. um, so how this panel appears is, uh, so is available back, in that set. Go back to that pencil again, we'll yeah, just take another look there. at those, those three dots, is to say, oh, so okay. So you can see everything that's in my contacts, contact uh, name, contact phone number, email, it'll all be visible there. Or do you just want the compact version or do you want uh, nothing at all? I just want a really clean looking slate. And, and nothing might be helpful if I was maybe making a, a screen capture of the tour and I didn't want to have the extra text. I might temper, I, I might have all the information there. I'm presuming I can still put it in. I oh, can yeah. then set it to none and hide it. But then after I've done created my video, I can come back and turn it back on. I haven't lost my information. Uh, exactly, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. great. So I, I am clear. I think you've, you've covered a lot of ground today. Uh, awesome, Amir. Thank you. No problem at all. My pleasure. And, I, and, and what I did want to cover, I mentioned at the, at the top of the show that uh, if you've just bought your Matterport camera, you just bought your Matterport uh, Pro 2 3D camera, and uh, you've been watching uh, part one, two, three, four, five this week, and you're eager to get started even before your camera shows up, but you don't have a Matterport space, um, uh, uh, we get around network forum uh, or I should actually say we get around Atlanta is make, thank you, Amir, is making spaces, uh, a, a space available to any we get around network forum member uh, through July 31st, 2019. So if, if you'd like uh, we get around Atlanta to transfer a Matterport space that we created to your account so that you can play with our space, with all the settings, uh, et, et cetera, just private message me in the forum. That's all you gotta do is private message me and we'll, we'll go from there. And um, that offer is for We Get Around Network forum members. It's totally free to join the We Get Around Network forum. There's 50 plus membership benefits. That is one of the benefits is, uh, is being able to get started sooner with Matterport Workshop 3.0 by having an actual model to play with uh, from uh, we get around. So let's see, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. I want to just kind of, maybe we could go into a little bit about what you're going to do. Uh, let's see, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday sure. is, uh, um, you have your list handy of what you're going to be doing tomorrow. Uh, let me look at this real quick. Uh, so tomorrow, what we're going to be looking at is uh, taking a snapshot capturing a snapshot, uh, creating labels for your model and uh, using the measurement tool. Okay, cool. So this is a continuation of showcase edit or what some of us showcase edit 3.0 or what, what we're all uh, now have called workshop 
3.0. Uh, okay, said it. However you want to call it. Okay. Same. Okay. Same thing. And it's helpful to know because we, we sometimes use different terms for different mm -hmm. things. So when we talk about workshop 3.0 or showcase edit 3.0, we're actually talking about the exact same thing. And so we're going to continue the show tomorrow. That's Wednesday, uh, June 12th, 2019 is part three of our show. So, um, uh, and then we'll have another show on Thursday and then uh, we're going to have a catch-all show on Friday, uh, June 14th, uh, for questions. We've, we've reserved Friday to do uh, whatever questions that you have on using workshop, Matterport Workshop 3.0. Uh, you, you have like um, uh, the, the most awesome person to be able to talk to, ask your questions that, uh, that uh, maybe you're either a seasoned pro or maybe you're just starting out. We haven't covered everything and you still had a question. So uh, thanks for being available for that too, Amir. So um, Amir, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So we've been visiting with Matterport Marketing Manager, Amir Frank. Uh, Amir, all this week has been taking us through Matterport Workshop 3.0. Uh, kind of a training for newbies, but even for those that are seasoned pros, I think there's probably tips and tricks and things that you're learning that you might not have known. So I think this is really a helpful show. And uh, and if you missed any portion of the show, we have been recording it and we will publish it uh, by tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, June 12th, 2019 to the We Get Around Network Forum. So uh, uh, thanks again all for for tuning in. I, if, you, if you have been watching us on the our YouTube channel, uh, please join the discussion uh, at wegetaroundnetworkforum.com or a little bit shorter, wganforum.com. And if you want to have a reminder of uh, whenever we go live doing shows like this, just um, go over to our YouTube channel, uh, subscribe and hit the bell so that you, you, get, you get alerts. So uh, Amir, thanks again. I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Uh, thanks for tuning in.